0: Hello, today we are talking about self-talk, as in the way that we talk to ourselves over the course of any given day, every given day, all the time, the chatter that's in our head, the meaning that we make, the stories and beliefs that we reinforce with our thoughts, the things that we tell ourselves about what we are doing, what that means about us as a human what our potential is from this moment forward based on this one thing that we're doing. And just that general chatter that is happening behind the scenes all day, every day. Now, if you aren't in a place where you have stopped to really take stock of what that chatter looks like, this is an invitation to do so. Because I really believe that paying attention to our our self-talk changes everything about not only how we experience our relationship with ourselves, but also how we experience our relationship with our bodies and with the rest of our lives. Our self-talk is the lens that we view everything through because it's our meaning making. It's how we describe and understand the world around us and our place within it. And so it makes a really big difference if we are being kind to ourselves, if we are being generous with ourselves, if we are beating ourselves up unnecessarily, if we are saying things to ourselves that we wouldn't say to our worst enemy over and over and over again. It's interesting because this land of self-talk is so inherently private. Nobody knows what you're thinking unless you tell them. And a lot of times I think that we would be very surprised to be able to listen in on other people's self-talk. People that we assume are confident or successful or just exuding this sense of self may be really cruel to themselves inside of their self-talk all day and vice versa. We don't ever, ever know what somebody else is thinking about themselves as they move throughout their life. And so in this private realm, a lot of damage can take place because there's nobody checking up on us. There's no public accountability. If we had to say everything that we say to ourselves out loud, we would think twice about it. But because we don't, we don't. And this subtle chatter, these quiet stories, these things that we're telling ourselves, inform everything about our self-belief, everything about our self-image, everything about what we think is possible for us as a human being now in the present moment and also future moments. And so what do we do, right? What do we do? How do we start paying attention? At first, this might feel exhausting. It may also feel clunky. It might feel like you... Are just kind of fumbling through the process and aren't sure how to make headway. Well, wherever you are, this podcast is for you because I want you to begin paying closer attention to how you're speaking to yourself. I want you to question any beliefs that you hold that you need to speak to yourself the way that you've been speaking to yourself because sometimes we. Our self-talk is backed by a belief that if we're kind to ourselves, if we accept ourselves as we are, if we approve of ourselves, if we're generous with our praise, then our motivation will crumble. That unless we are producing under threat of punishment or fear of personal retribution, we will stop producing altogether that we can't operate out of a place of enthusiasm because if we stop being mean to ourselves, then we'll dissolve to nothing. And I want to assure you that you will not dissolve to nothing if you stop being mean to yourself. In fact, I'm willing to bet that you will be able to not only get more done, I mean, sure, get more done, right? But feel better as you're doing the things that you're doing every single day. And that felt difference will make such a positive impact on your life as you know it in ways that has so much more to do with how everything in your life feels than just getting more stuff done. So how do we start? How do we start paying attention to our thoughts? When I work with my clients, I like to describe it in this way. I think about it like I'm a school teacher on a playground, and my thoughts are the children who are running in every single direction, because that's the way that thoughts work. They're jumping all over one another, they're, you know, firing all over the place, some of them interrupting one another. There's a lot going on in my mind space all the time. And so some of the the children may be playing nicely with one another in the the bright sunlit part of the playground and other children are going to be eating dirt literally. And my job as the teacher in this metaphor but you know as the tender steward, the sovereign leader of my life in my my real life, uh my job is not to berate that child who's eating dirt, is not to you know beat them up for uh, emotionally and verbally, uh, for not doing the things that I might want them to do or not doing something that I might think is safe or good for them, but to very gently and lovingly, as we speak to children, to very gently and lovingly redirect them to the sunny part of the playground where the other children are playing. And so when I think about my thoughts, I think about it that same way, that when I notice that I'm talking shit to myself, I don't beat myself up for that. I don't judge myself for that. I don't make that mean that I'm doing a bad job at speaking to myself kindly. I don't make that mean that I'm never going to be able to do a better job at speaking to myself kindly or that I'll never be able to trust myself. I simply acknowledge that in this moment, I'm eating dirt. I'm talking shit and redirect myself back to the, the sunlit part of the playground. Now, does this mean that we take all of our mean, cruel, shitty thoughts and wrap them up with a pretty pink bow? It does not. It does not. I am not here to tell you to lie to yourself I am not here to tell you that this is a space, your brain space is a space of good vibes only. That's not real life, and I don't think it's useful in the slightest. But I also don't think it's useful to beat yourself up for being human. I also don't think it's useful to make your moment of pain or hurt mean everything about what you're going to be capable of as a human being. I don't think it's useful to judge yourself for not doing this right you're learning, we're all learning. And so instead of punishing myself for, you know, quote unquote, falling off of the good self-talk wagon, I'm going to acknowledge what's happening and redirect myself as best as I can. And sometimes what's happening is I need to have a really truthful conversation with myself. Sometimes what's happening is I'm disappointed in myself. Sometimes the content of the conversation is painful, but that's different than my self talk being intentionally hurtful. Because this is not a good vibes only club. This is a place where we have the capacity to have real conversations with ourselves about things that are hard, about things that we don't necessarily want to look at, about things that we know that we need to address, and to do that from a place of Real love and respect for ourselves, which means no name calling, no screaming, no, (laughs) no cruelty. You know, basically if it wouldn't fly with somebody else, it's not going to fly in your relationship with yourself either, which is particularly why I like to use this idea of children on a playground. Because sometimes when adults are speaking with one another, they don't speak to one another with love and respect. And if we think about instead that we're talking to a child, or we're talking to a child version of ourselves, it helps us to examine the tone that we're using, to examine the words that we're using in a different light. Because I'm here to tell you, if it is not good enough for the child version of you. It is not good enough for the adult version of you either. You are allowed to feel safe inside of your headspace. You are allowed to receive kind treatment from yourself. You are allowed to say that certain words are off-limit or ways of speaking to yourself are off-limit. You don't have to accept any and all treatment from yourself, nor do you have to accept any and all treatment from the people who you are in relationship with every single day. So, when you're entering into your thoughts, when you start to listen to the things that you're saying to yourself all day long, you may find that you are both surprised and horrified by the content matter. Particularly if you're using this lens of would it apply? Would it be, would it be a kind and generous thing to say to the child version of myself? That tends to put things into perspective in a way that we may not have been thinking about it before. And so what do we do? What do we do when we realize we really need to clean up our act, when we realize that we need to pay greater attention to our headspace and to how we're navigating those those conversations with ourselves each day? Most of this work really has to do with bringing our attention to what we're saying. So much change, so much beautiful transformation can occur when we just start paying attention, when we just start caring. Because for most of us, we didn't even know we had a choice in how we speak to ourselves. We speak to ourselves in the way that we imagine other people do or, you know, we're we're reenacting the stories about what we believe that society thinks we should do or the narratives that we hear on social media or in the media or on our favorite TV shows when we were growing up. So when we bring our attention to the way that we're speaking to ourselves, that enables us to just by happenstance, uh, start to question whether or not that's what we want to be telling ourselves. And that's where the crux of this work takes place. It takes place in being present. It takes place in questioning. Is that true? Is that always true? Is that mine? Does that story belong to me? And to start to realize that we don't have to be cruel to ourselves to get things done. We don't have to be cruel to ourselves to make it through our day. We don't have to bully ourselves into being better versions of ourselves. We don't need everyone else around us to approve of us. We need to approve of ourselves. And this is an inside job that we don't need anyone else's permission to begin. The interesting thing about self-talk is that it can feel kind of funny or it can feel sort of awkward to start to, to be nice to ourselves. It feels like, oh, I'm like putting myself on or I'm, um, this is ridiculous. Somebody would laugh at me if they heard what I was saying, but nobody can hear what you're saying to yourself. That's the beauty of it. You're sort of like a secret agent. You can be thinking anything that you want to think about yourself. You could be walking through your day thinking, I am a total rock star. I am a superhero. Look at all of the things that I'm doing. I am just cherishing myself, praising myself for everything that I'm doing all day, every day. I am this endless source of pride and celebration and I'm just going to cheerlead myself through whatever it is that's feeling difficult right now, or I'm going to praise myself, or I'm going to give myself the validation that I am seeking, or I'm going to speak to myself sweetly the way that I wish that my parent might speak to me right now, or my partner might speak to me right now. I'm just going to give myself that which I am looking for from my relationships, and I'm going to do it in a way that is over the top, is so generous is way more than I might feel comfortable asking somebody else for. And I can. No, I mean you can no matter what, but also this is relatively safe to do because nobody knows what you're thinking unless you tell them. This is really I mean, I don't really believe in life hacks. And I'm I'm particularly suspicious about optimizing language altogether, but This is a way to hack your life. This is a way to optimize your brain space. (laughs) Um, This is a way to bring more joy, more tenderness, more kindness into absolutely everything that you do over the course of your day. And as I said at the beginning of this call, this is the way that we see the world, we see the world through the lens of our self-talk. And so we can make such an enormous impact in our experience of our lives when we pay attention to the things that we're telling ourselves, when we make swaps for things that are cruel and trade them with things that are nice, things that are supportive, things that are generous. And I think it's so important to really question what do we think is going to happen if we speak to ourselves kindly? You know, do we think that we're going to fall apart? Do we believe this system that uh you know, we we only get things done under threat of punishment or retribution? Can we practice self-trust instead? Can we actively work to change that narrative by speaking to ourselves differently and just seeing what happens? And as I said, also, this isn't about tying up your painful thoughts with a pretty pink bow and making it something that it's not, but this is about having those hard conversations in a way that is fair, just, respectful, and kind. So it may look like, hey, Mara, you know, you made that promise to yourself and I've noticed that you're having a really hard time following through with it. Now, when you promise that to yourself, you really thought about it, and you made a commitment that was based on something that you needed, and now you're falling short in that commitment and feeling the negative impact of that. What's going on? Why do you think that's happening? Do you need to shift the commitment? Do you need to approach it in a different way? Do you need support? And that's really different than sugar pie dumpling. It's no problem you don't have to follow through with your commitments to yourself. you are done enough. You're great. You're perfect exactly the way that you are, right? A lot of us resist more positive self-talk because we think it's the latter. We think that self-acceptance means stagnation or that once we just accept ourselves, we'll give ourselves this like blank check of approval and we'll never have to do anything again. But loving ourselves means holding ourselves accountable to meeting our needs. Loving ourselves means holding the structure that enables us to feel good in our lives. Loving ourselves means following through with commitments and projects and things that make us feel good. So accepting yourself, approving yourself doesn't mean that you stop doing things. It just means that punishment, cruelty, name-calling, retribution is off the table in terms of how you communicate with yourself to get things done. And that is a practice. It is so worth practicing. As I said, it'll be a little bit clunky at first. That's okay. You don't have to do this perfectly, But the more that you practice it, the easier it will become. The more that you practice it, the more seamless this practice will be. The more that you pay attention to your thoughts, the more maneuverability within your thoughts you will feel. And most importantly, the more that you speak to yourself in a way that you would speak to a small child, in the way that you would speak to somebody that you love, the more that you will feel loved by yourself every single day. Thanks for listening to the Needy Podcast with Mara Glatzel. If you want to know more about Needy or want to tend to your needs with a free Needy Toolkit, dance on over to theneedypodcast.com. If you love today's show, pretty please leave us a review on iTunes and join us next week. And as always, permission loves company. So if there's a human in your life that you think can benefit from this conversation, I would be so grateful if you shared it with them. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you